0: So after working in a funeral home for a certain amount of time, you kind of start to develop a reputation, right, in your community. So I got to the point where families would come back and ask for me directly. You know, you um, become a part of their extended family. You know, you become a comfort to them knowing that, okay, if someone passes away, I know somebody at this funeral home who will take good care of us. And I remember one day uh, a lady coming in, and she was in a wheelchair and she was a double amputee and she was with her daughter. So her mother had passed away and she had brought in a folder and it was a really old policy. Um, so old that we didn't even have it in the back file cabinet. We couldn't even find it. We had to do some digging to find out what the benefit was. So this lady was the sweetest, kindest person. I, I you know, it's just one of those... Um, things where you come across a certain person and you think gosh you know what a kind soul and I remember um, her mother had passed away in a care facility so the care facility called a local funeral home closest to them because they didn't have refrigeration for the mom's body so they needed her picked up right away and the family didn't know what to do because they didn't know where to go so another funeral home had her so I had to call the funeral home and let them know you know the family's going to be using us and uh, we were able to bring her mom into our care. So I, I was able to kind of work it around where everything was going to be covered by the policy so she didn't have to worry about paying anything out of pocket. So I could tell there was a little bit of a struggle internally with the family. Um, the daughter looked like she had been just hooked on something. I don't know what she was on at the time, but I just felt so sad for the lady thinking, gosh, you know, her to have to be in a wheelchair and she's a double amputee I can't imagine how much she relies on others for help at home you know so long story short we had helped them helped her with her mom Uh, her mom's cremated and then about seven months later I get a call and it's from a sheriff and he said um I need to speak to Elaine and I'm like, okay, well, this is Elaine. How can I help you, sir? And he said, well, I have a note here from a lady. Um, she passed away, but she said, if something happens to me, call this phone number and ask for Elaine. And so he gives me her name, and I thought, oh, my God. I knew immediately who it was. And I said, okay, does so she pass away? He said, yes. And I said, okay, well, can I ask what happened? So the heartbreaking thing is, I guess her daughter had had killed her she had been found on the floor outside of her wheelchair and she had been hit over the head multiple times so oh it broke my heart to think this poor lady how helpless she was and this piece of shit daughter had just killed her mom and the son the sheriff had shared he said yeah she has a son he's in jail right now um, and the daughter is just hooked on meth. So she's not in her right mind, but she's in our custody and, you know, she's going to be in jail. And I said, okay, well, do you, who do you have as a contact? Because if we, you know, bring her into our care, she's first going to have to go to the coroner, but who's going to make arrangements if the son is in jail? And he said, well, she does have a best friend that's here. She's a neighbor and she's going to be in touch with you guys. So... I just, again, this poor lady, how devastating, you know, for her to have to go that way. And about a few days later, her best friend reached out and she said, you know, I I don't have any money. I don't know how we would even take care of this financially. I started a GoFundMe account and I'm hoping, you know, people around will help with the cost. So I said, well, you know, even though you're her best friend and you're trying to step up to help, you know by law you don't have any legal rights so we will need to have her son involved there's ways that we can contact him you know through a counselor at the at the jail etc so um she said okay you know um i'm speaking to the jail as well and he's going to be released soon so this best friend she really i'm telling you if you <laughs> have a good friend in life you cherish them and, and you would hope that if, God forbid, you were in a situation like this, you'd have someone like this lady. Because She was not taking no for an answer. She was trying to look for help. She was trying to do what she could so that her best friend could be put to rest. So at this point, a couple of weeks have passed now. And, you know, the decedent, she was at the coroner's office this whole time. So um, I'm trying to get in contact with the best friend again. I'm, I'm not getting a hold of her. Then I get a call from the jail and it's the counselor from the jail, just trying to verify, you know, do you guys have her there with you? And I said, no, we don't have her in her care yet, but I have a file here for her that so when we get the proper signatures, we can pick her up. So they said, okay, well, um, the son's going to be out of jail and within the month. So I thought, wow, for another month, you know, we're going to have to wait and sit on this to see what happens. So the son gets out of jail about now it's we're going on maybe pretty much month two now so the son is released he comes to the funeral home with the best friend and he signs all the paperwork and we discussed you know the balance and what would be what would be needed to be paid so the best friend had uh, raised enough money to have her cremated so she had done the GoFundMe account she said you know I put in the claim to receive the fund so as soon as we get that money we'll come in and we'll pay so Um, I thought, great. So I called the coroner, let them know. And the coroner even told me, they said, gosh, you know, it's been a couple months now. Her condition isn't the best. Just let them know. We're not sure if any services could be held. And I said, well, it's going to be a cremation only. So I I don't think we'll have any problem in that area. So um, what ends up happening is the best friend had cashed out the GoFundMe money and given it to the son so that he could come and pay us. Well, the son ran off with the money. He never came in to pay the funeral home for his mom to be cremated. And after that, we could not get a hold of him. So this kind of caused a red flag for us. So we hadn't picked her up from the coroner's office yet because we were afraid of if we did, you know, we would be the one stuck with her her body and we, there would be no one to pay for the expenses. So What ended up happening was months and months passed by. No word from the son. The best friend was devastated. She said, you know, I didn't, I never thought he would have done that. I should have just paid you guys directly. I thought he would do the right thing. And what ended up happening is the coroner called us and said, Hey, whatever happened, why didn't you guys ever come in and pick her up? And I explained the situation and they were just like, wow. So it got to a point time-wise where the coroner just had claimed her as, you know, an unclaimed uh, decedent and they went forward with cremating her because they couldn't keep her any longer either. So it was just so sad. You know, it's one of those situations where, you know, people try to do the right thing and others just take full advantage. And it's just heartbreaking to see that this poor lady, her own two children in the end were the ones who, you know, had no respect to even take care of her and and put her to rest.